Good morning and welcome to this edition of Book Talk, brought to you by The Bookshelf. And we are joined this morning by Chris, who is a solo artist this morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Trying with only one wing. There you go. It could be dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Walking that tightrope. You betcha. (laughs) Now, Mary couldn't make it this morning, so um, I'll just be doing double duty. Not a problem because we're used to that, so... Uh, right. But it is a beautiful day, and it's going to be what we're going to have a little taste of spring today. So take it while we can. That's right, because you know what's coming. <laughs> you betcha. Uh-huh. I hope it doesn't. I hope it just kind of slides by us, but uh, we'll be ready. And see, and this is something maybe our customers should know that, as we said before, the bookshelf ladies are all getting old, and um, and I am the only one that actually lives in town. You know, in, in old, what we call old Batesville. And so if the roads are bad, the, the girls can't get in. The bookshelf ladies can't get in because they're all kind of dispersed uh, outside of the area. And, uh, you know, when, when it's really nasty outside, I don't walk out the door. So, you know, it's kind of like if the schools are closed because the weather is so bad, you know, it's, it's rare that we're able to get into the shop either. So just, just a you know, you know, heads up. All right. Okay. Okay. Duly so noted. See, I was <laughs> just reading the information that's going on in Batesville on WRBI. So let's flip over to um, the indie bestseller. <clears throat> Not a whole lot of changes. Um, this is a good thing for Mary because she just gets so excited when she sees the stars. So um, not too many this time. Uh, so in our, this is, of course, as we said before, the indie bestseller list, indie bound. This is um, the books that we as booksellers, independent booksellers, report to this group that what we sold. This is actually what we put in the hands of our customers. And so in the Midwest, in this area, the Lincoln Highway by Amar Tolls is still number one in our area. Two Paradise by Hanya Yanagahari is uh, still, it's almost the same as last week. Number two, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Dorr. Number three, next in line, Call Us What We Carry, Poems by Amanda Gorman. And I I see that she just uh, made an appearance on Sesame Street. So, you know, anybody who is anybody at some point, finds the road to Sesame Street. So she is one of those people now. And Matt Heggs, the Midnight Library, rounds out our top five. Uh, no debuts this week on our list. <clears throat> Nonfiction, Atlas of the Heart, Benet Brown's back up there at number one. The 1619 Project, A New Origin Story, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Crying in H Mart, a memoir by Michelle Zanier. Number three, Jamie Raskin's <clears throat> Unthinkable, Trauma, Truth, and the Trials of the American Democracy. I did get a chance to flip through that before my customer said, I have to have this book. And uh, so I think I'm going to have to get another copy and finish reading it. It was very well written. You just hear his voice as he's writing the words down on paper. Uh, number five, <clears throat> excuse me. 
uh, The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber. We do have a couple of debuts. The Betrayal of Anne Frank, A Cold Case Investigation. Rosemary Sullivan, I have heard some buzz about this. It's really kind of interesting. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm hoping to probably pull this in because it's just kind of, uh, it sounds pretty intriguing. Um, You know, this is one of the problems that we have now that we don't have our trade shows. Uh, When we, the publishers bring all the new stuff out for the spring and for the holiday season because we get a chance to look at all these books. And they send us arcs, uh, but this this wasn't one of them. So um, I think I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and, and get this one. The Betrayal of Anne Frank by Rosemary Sullivan. Okay, so let's move on down to the paperbacks. Seven Husbands of, Hugh, of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This has been on the list since spring. They're still hanging in there. As well as The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Colleen Hoover's It Ends With Us. She is our new darling, as we'll see later in the USA Today. Circe by Madeline Miller also is doing well at number four. And Station Eleven is back in uh, with Emily St. John. I'm fairly certain this is being driven by the uh, program. I think it might be on Netflix. Not sure. I think it is. Uh, And here's another one that's debuting a Colleen Hoover novel. The Reminders of Him. This is a new one, so um, I think I might still have a copy of that at the shop. In nonfiction, Braiding Sweetgrass is back up there by Robin Wall Kimmerer. The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Number three is The Year of Magical Thinking, Joan Didion. All About Love, New Visions. This is by Bell Hooks, and that's just in time for Valentine's Day, just two weeks away. And The Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake brings out our top five. Nothing new in the nonfiction. Um, we have <coughs> in the, uh, indie bestsellers for the children. Now we're talking about early and middle school uh, readers. North Wind, Gary Paulson, super book, wonderful book. Uh, I had seen it. Uh, tried to get it back in. We sold it, um, but it's out of stock, which is no surprise there. Uh, it's very, um, uh, it's a very in-demand book at this point. So, but we should be getting that back in soon. Stunt Boy, in the meantime, by Jason Reynolds, um, is number two. The Beatrice Prophecy by Kate DiCamillo, Sophie Blackwell, is the illustrator on this one. The Daughter of the Deep by Rick Riordan. I did read that. Love Rick Riordan. He is so wonderful. He really knows how to spin a tale, tell a story. It's just like you're watching a movie in your head when you read a Rick Riordan novel. Um, Out of My Heart by Sharon Draper. Uh, She, of course, is one of our local authors. She's just right out of Cincinnati, and she's won just about every award that an author can receive for a young adult. And those are our top five in the early middle grade readers. Our young adult, Anatomy of a Love Story. And this is by Dana Schwartz. This is a debut. Ain't Burned All That Bright by Jason Reynolds. Also a debut. Zarin J. Dow, 
his number three with The Iron Widow, and this is a good um, fantasy. Number four is They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. Been around for quite a while. It's been on the bestseller list as a young adult list. And One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. That was a favorite at Christmas time. Lots of um, uh, people had that on their Christmas list for their young readers. And so those are our young adult books. We have the uh, Children's Illustrated. And these are basically uh, our picture books that, that that causes us to spend most of our time. When a new one comes in, you have to read it. You have to look it up or, or we'll be going straightening up. And, oh, I haven't seen that one for a while. And you have to read those because they're just simply beautiful. Stacy's Extraordinary Words by Stacy Abrams is number one. Erin Slater Illustrator by Andrea Beatty. And, of course, her series of books are uh, streaming on, I'm not sure which uh, service it is, but it's been very popular. Ezra Jacks Keats with The Snowy Day. This book comes back every single year in the wintertime. It's just that popular and it's just that beautiful. And number four is The 1619 Project, Born on the Water by Nicole Hannah-Jones, and this is a young readers edition. Um, but uh, in this case, uh, Ren- Renee Watson and Nicholas Smith both illustrate this book. It's a beautifully illustrated book. Change Things, A Children Anthem by Amanda Gorman. Wonderful, wonderful story. And of course, one of our local um, authors from out, just right out of Cincinnati, Lauren Long, has done the illustrations and they're amazing. They're just simply beautiful. Um, and Love You by Heart by Peter H. Reynolds um, is a debut at number nine. So, but you can see, what, well, y'all can't see. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> but I can see that there's uh, just so many of our classic books are, are all kind of interspersed in this list. Um, and I'm sure that uh, it's because of Christmas. There's Good Night Moon. Um, there's the year we learned to fly. Uh, oh, so many, the love from Madeline, so many, the very hungry caterpillar. Um, and there's one up here. Oh my, there it is. The little blue truck Valentine. So the Valentine books are starting. Um, we just set all of ours out. Um, there's like about six different shelves of, um, just the cutest little things. Mostly we have, um, Valentine books. Um, for the younger set and, and just kind of get, they get so excited when they get to school and they, and they pass their Valentine, um, with their, with their classmates. It's just kind of a special time. And of course we have lots of great, um, you know, for that, oh, that, that older young at heart. We have lots of wonderful romances on hand. And, but, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of, suspense and let's get a Lee Child in there because he's got a new one coming out too. So that's a great one for those adult honeys that you have on your Valentine list. Um, and so we'll finish up on our uh, indie bestseller list series, The Children's Series, Wings of Fire by Chewie Sutherland, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Harry Potter, The Bad Guys by Aaron Blady, and Elephant and Piggy by Mo Willems. Those are the top five. They just, 
they're always on there. Of course, they're all popular, the ones on, on the list. They only do 10. And so, you know, there's Cat Kid Comic Club, The Magic Treehouse, of course, Dog Man. These are all so well done, and the kids just love them. So that finishes up our um, children's and the total for the indie bestseller, and I've got to get a slurp of water because my mouth is like cotton. I just talk too much sometimes. And while you're doing that, we can cover for you, I guess. Uh, you're listening to uh, Book Talk with the uh, Bookshelf Ladies. Uh, we got Brent and Tom in studio here. And Chris on the line solo with us this morning. And I know that uh, one thing that uh, has been in the news, uh, book-related, you may have thoughts on, uh, Chris, is uh, Mouse, the uh, graphic novel about the Holocaust featuring you know, cats as Nazis and mice as Jews. It returned to the bestseller list after a Tennessee school board banned it. Boy, I, I, I'm guessing that probably they did not see that coming. I could not quite understand. You know, we we always have that. We always have that series. I always have mouth, and I have um, uh, Lewis's book, and you know about the march on um, uh, in in the south. Salem, yeah. yeah, the Salem march, and, um, and we sold it at Christmas time. Uh, and so when I when I started hearing about this, I thought, oh my goodness, what what is wrong with those people? I mean, this is this is really, and it's it's like the young. It's, I don't know if they're afraid that they think that children that age shouldn't be exposed to the Holocaust. I mean, I haven't been able to, you know, I haven't had time to get back on and find out what it was that they objected to, you know, in, in this particular series. It's been, it's been around for a long time. It is a classic. It's considered a classic. Of course, a lot of classics have been um, banned. You know, we're coming up on Banned Book Week here pretty soon. And um, it, it always amazes me, you know, what the thought is uh, for, for what it is that they're considering. You know, and it's it's like uh, they probably put, um, I'm trying to think of the name of that that book that um, oh, that they used in the, the gentleman, well, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, um, in the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, oh, McVay? That, that, that's actually... Mm-hmm. Not McVeigh. Yeah, oh. I used that uh, the Something Diaries. Uh, I can't remember what it was. He used that as, as his template, and that is in some school libraries. No, and and the the feeling is that um, you have to see the bad with the good, you know, because we're human beings, and human beings do bad things, and you need to learn from that. That this is not the way to behave. You know, well, it's the same. That's exactly what it is with with mouse. This is a hard, absolutely terrible thing that happened, and you can't forget it. It's not something that can be forgotten. Um, uh, but well, I don't know. You you will be pleased to hear one of your compatriots. Uh, there's actually a comic book store owner uh, in that uh, school district in Tennessee. Who said, uh, you know what? I'll I'll ship a copy of Mouse Free to anybody in this district uh, where it's banned. Uh, if you'd like one, just let me know. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. And and you know, and that's the thing too. When you think about it, sometimes this is great for bookstores and you know independent bookstores when they ban this book. You know, they they 
they take it out of the library, then that's just that's just like you know a waving a red flag in front of the bull. They're going to run out and buy that book and want to read it and find out what it is. And you know, nine. This is the kind of thing that they can bring home and discuss it with their parents and say, "This is this is what's good about this book. This is what's bad about this book." And this is the purpose for the book being written in the first place. Right. So, um, Forbidden fruit syndrome. It's like when Tom said to me uh, uh, last month, he says, uh, or in uh, December, he says, you know, I've hidden your Christmas present, Brent, in the closet in the newsroom. Do not look in there. And so what did I have to do? <laughs> you know? It's like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, go look there. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, and that was that. That's. A, I'm glad you brought that topic up because it's, um, a, you know, it's it's kind of the same way with you know so many people that are so 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 opposed to CRT or what we call critical race theory. You know, this is something that's only taught in college, and in most cases, it's taught at law school. Um, it isn't really something that's ever brought up at, 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 for K through 12, and so why so many uh and you know what it's it's on the books in indiana and it's something that's planning to be brought up that you cannot teach this in schools and it's like well did they ever not to my knowledge and so they didn't when my kids went to school so we'll we'll kind of just see how this plays out it's 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 just become political it has nothing to do with education so let's that's that we landed (laughs) we all feel better (laughs) So let's move on to the USA Today. Okay, so what do we have here? Ah, debuting at number one is Colleen Hoover. She's our new darling. Jenna Brown leaves prison after serving five years and tries to connect with her four-year-old daughter. Her books are always uh, very complex um, personal dramas. And they are loaded with twists and turns. So if you like that kind of thing, she's the one. And you can see as we span down through there, there's lots of people that do, evidently. Um, number two is James Clear's Atomic Habits. Uh, easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. It ends with us, Colleen Hoover. And that has been on the list all summer long, all summer, since the spring. Uh, uh, it's been selling well and it's back up there at number three. Valerie Bertinelli's new book, Enough Already, uh, Learning to Love the Way I Am Today. Um, uh, and you know, and, and this, this kind of, kind of crappy to say, uh, but it's probably a, a pretty evident. Valerie Bertinelli is a wonderful actress. Um, is, but I think, that a little bit of the um, notoriety of Betty White has helped push this book out with a great uh, release because it just came out last week um, because she was so close to um, uh, Betty White. She was in the movie, you know, that special movie that was done for her on, on the day of her 100th birthday that was shown across the country. And she was one of the main speakers in that movie. So I, I think that kind of helped her. Um, I'm sure she would rather have had it another way, but uh, I, th- I think Betty kind of gave her a little bit lift on that book, Valerie Bertinelli's. Uh, Enough Already is her new book. Here's another Colleen Hoover. It's Verity. I tried to say Verity and Colleen Hoover at the same time. Um, 
A struggling writer is hired to complete the works of a permanently injured author. And I started to read this book. It just got such a cool thread of, um, oh, will she or won't she in, in this book. So this is a good one. Verity is, is, is really a fine book. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. This is by T. Reed. Another one that has been selling all summer. And it's still going strong. And this is a paperback. And actually, a lot of these, almost all of Colleen Hoover's are in paperback. And that could have something to do with it because they're not quite as expensive. Um, One Step Too Far is Lisa Gardner's new um, thriller. Uh, Frankie Elkin joins the search party when a man goes missing in the Wyoming wilderness. And this is published by Dutton. Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Here's another one. It's by Jake. The story is Kate Collins and Miles Archer have nothing in common, but they're attraction for each other. And so this is kind of a, not quite as, as um, <coughs> um, exciting, I guess you would say. It's more of a romance in this, but it's still very popular. Lightning in a Mirror is Jane Ann Krentz's new book. This is the final in her series, so there's lots of gals who are waiting for this one to end up. Number 10 is The Little Blue Truck's Valentine by Alice Shirtle. And the little blue truck is delivering Valentine Day cards to all of his friends. And so that's going to be just our one. We'll do the rest of them real quick. The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and the Public Health. The Maze by Anita Prose is a fun little uh, kind of a mystery. Uh, when a Regency Grand Hotel maid, Molly Gray, discovers a dead body, she becomes a suspect. So she has to figure out who done it. And so she becomes a detective in this book. Number 13, The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls that's been with us for quite some time. Here's one that's popped up from way down on the list is now number 14. Oh, guess who? Colleen Hoover. She's back again with November the 9th. I think every book that she's written in the last, I don't know, four or five years is now in the top 20 of the USA Today bestseller list. Benet Brown's Atlas of the Heart. She's here at 15. The Great Reset, number one last month is 16 this or week. Well, I guess it was last month, come to think of it. Um, so this week it's back down to 16, The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. The Judges List, John Grisham, uh, staying steady at number 17. The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, another one of uh, a books that's just been hanging on all spring and summer at number 18. And that, again, is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. Matt Haig's The Midnight Library uh, is back up. Fell off the top 20 and it's back in at 19. And we have one debut, number 20, The Electric Idol by Katie Robert. And this is the second in the series. It's a modern retelling of the Greek myth. In this case, it's Psyche and Eros. Um, the, this is, the, as I said, the second in the series. The first one, they're, she's taking Greek myths and updating them in um, uh, the modern world. So that is our top 20 um, for right now. We've got just a little time left. And so let's see what's coming out this week. There are um, 
and and I, you know, and I just checked my order, and it was supposed to have come in today, but it's not going to make it. But we'll have it in this week for sure. And this is uh, a lot of kids are waiting for this. Goodbye, Stacy. Goodbye. And this is the graphic novel, The Babysitters Club, number eleven. This is, of course, in an adapted edition of the original Babysitters Club that was printed. I don't know, twenty five years ago, and so. Uh, so many of these kids are revisiting it and still very popular. That comes out today. Tony Morrison's book, uh, uh, I always have a hard time pronouncing this, uh, Recitative, a story, is coming in. It's in paperback. I, they're doing a, a, a reprint of a number of Tony Morrison's books. That will be available today. Um, we also have, uh, what are some other things? Oh, yes, the data detective pen, easy rule to make sense of statistics. So if anybody ever had um, the need to understand statistics, Tim Harford has it nailed for you. Ruta Septis has a new book out, I Must Betray You. Now, she writes books for the YA market, but once again, it's 9 to 99 they are absolutely fabulous. Um, the new one that she's doing is uh, about Romania and the um, expose of what happened to the uh, Romanian people during the overthrow by the communists. And you know, she just she's just written so many great. She researches these things um, just intricately about what's happened. Um, at the area that she's done. Her last bestseller was about um, Marco Spain. And so she's, you get a lot of good history uh, with her books. And uh, I, I just love her. I have had the opportunity to meet her, and she is a lovely woman. Really, really smart. And so those are some of the things that are coming out this week. Let's go see if we got two seconds. Let's see if I can pop next week. A few things that I thought I saw um, coming out. Uh, oh, there's a new one by Jane Anderson. So, you know, if you can't get your hands on the RFK book, Junior Cook, there's a new one called Sickening How Big Pharma Broke American Healthcare and How We Can Repair It. And this is basically the same, the same thing as um, the real Anthony Fauci. You know, a lot of people I you know, that have come back after they picked it up, and they said, well, this doesn't really, this isn't really a, a book about um, Fauci and how, how awful he is. I mean, it, it's basically about how he um, works with Big Pharma in, in this case. And uh, this is another one that's coming out with that, because we're just paying too much for our meds, pretty much. So... Um, James Patterson has a new one coming out. <laughs> of course he does. He always does. J.D. Robb's new one, Abandoned in Death. That's next week. Jonathan Kellerman has a new one. A new Alex Delaware novel is coming out next week. Lots of great stuff. The Dark Horse is a new Orphan X novel by Greg Hurwitz. So, yeah, they, these big heavy hitters are starting to, um, you know, they're coming out for the spring. All right, and with that, Chris, uh, our time is up. Uh, quickly, can you give us your location, hours, and phone number, please? Oh, gee, Mary always does that. Oh, so let's see, corner Walnut and Bow Ringer. Um, we are uh, the phone number is eight one two nine three four. 
1-800-227-5800. We're here Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 5. Saturday is just a little iffy, um, of course, or if the weather's crappy. We have a tendency to say, oh, sorry, can't make it. All right. So everybody have a great day. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week in another edition of Book Talk, brought to you by The Bookshelf. Book Talk. Book Talk. Book Talk.